0: Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio.
3: Hey, Almost Famous friends, family, Bachelor Nation lovers, We are so pumped today. We are continuing the party leading up to this season of The Bachelorette with Gabby and Rachel. And today we have a very special guest who might know a thing or two about this season. The host of the show, Jesse Palmer, is joining us right now. Hello, Jesse. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing really good. Uh, You're busy right now. How are you holding up?
4: I'm holding up good. Stomach feels great. I've been in Mexico for a while now, shooting Bachelor in Paradise, so digestion is at an all time high. I'm doing well. I cannot complain. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun down here in Mexico, and obviously, really excited about July 11th for the premiere of Bachelorette.
3: Man, you uh, you hit the ground running. Uh, I want to start by we've talked about it before on here, but I want to kind of mention it again. Uh, you did just get married in 2021. Yeah. Uh, Filming for The Bachelor happened uh, fairly soon after that. Uh, Is your wife able to travel with you?
4: She's able to come out for for short bursts of time, and uh, that is critical to our marriage and the success of that so yeah. far in these early stages. Um, it's been really nice through Clayton season, throughout the Bachelorette, even down here in paradise. Emily has been able to come down for uh, for for sometimes weeks at a time, which has been really really great to have her company and um, just so she doesn't forget what I look like <laughs> and vice versa.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, how are you navigating? I mean, I'm I'm a newlywed myself. Uh, it it comes with its amazing, amazing, beautiful moments and times together. But it's also challenging because you're kind of figuring out what life looks like. How are you navigating newlywed life while also being on the road?
4: Great question. It, it's really, for me, it's always been about one day at a time, I guess, and just trying to to focus on, you know, that day and whether it's at home with Emily or, or whether it's on the road filming, you know, we just sort of try to take it in stride. Um, we're really enjoying this process uh, to kind of add to the complexity of everything that's happening in our lives professionally. We also just moved to Miami. Yeah. So we're in this new home and we're trying to get it decorated and we're buying this furniture and I've, I've been home like six nights and three months. Yeah. And so like, you know, it's also that. So it's just about trying to find time to, to, you know, FaceTime each other as much as possible and and interact and and get her down here as much as we can. Um, But I got to say, you know, maybe it's because we're still very new at this whole marriage thing and we still got a lot of energy and we're still, you know, very excited. But it's actually gone. It's gone quite well. It's gone pretty well. And we're we're just handling it uh, in stride.
3: What are some of the things like the characteristics that she shares that helps you do this kind of with a free mind, focus on your job and not, you know, because none of us are our best when we're feeling guilty or burdened by something. So what does she do for you to encourage you during this time?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. I think Emily's really good um, at just sort of giving me the mental space to sort of put my best effort into doing this or ESPN or, or whatever the job is. She sort, of, she sort of knows that my work is a big part of my life. And I think she gives me space to, to sort of do that. Um, I think we know that balance is obviously a really, really important thing for us. And it's really critical that we find the alone time for just her and I, whether that's home in Miami or if that's going to Brazil to go see her family or, or traveling somewhere, or just getting away and turning our phones off. You know, having that happy balance, I think, is is really special. Um, she's, she's the type of person that knows, like, OK, like if you're off the clock and you're not working. We need to be right here. Yeah. Like, I can't see, I I don't want to see you on the phone. I don't want to see you FaceTiming people or doing whatever that, that has anything to do with work. But one thing I really appreciate about Emily is that she does give me the space to do all this because in my Maslow's hierarchy of needs in the pyramid, work is pretty high up it's important to mm-hmm. me and and it's you know this is something i love doing and i take a lot of pride in in what i do and and i want to be the best that i can be at it and she gives me the space and allows me to do that if that makes any sense it at all.
3: makes a lot of sense i mean it's important and you know nobody that's a fan of the bachelor is unfamiliar with the time commitment that it takes uh you know especially for the contestants they get to hear about it uh after their season's film contestants come on leads come on and they say hey that was wild like we were up till ridiculous hours in the morning up really yeah. early the next morning filming again it's it's you know months of shooting you know for the host I don't think we get a great picture of your time commitment so if you don't mind kind of walk let's do paradise since you're there right now uh, you're familiar sure. with it. what is your like yeah. daily routine look like
4: so this is, I would say, and of course, of course I'm so new to this and I don't know if it's like this every year, I can only talk on my personal experience, but what I would say, Paradise at least, is a much more intensive shooting schedule than say The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I feel like here in Paradise, we're filming every day. Mm. And I have a role somehow, somewhere in most days of filming. Sometimes on the Bachelor or Bachelorette, you might get a day or two days off in between a row ceremony and maybe a group date or something where you're not needed. You're always on standby and literally you're on call. And mm-hmm. if they need you to kind of run in um, to help put out a fire or do whatever, you got to go do that. But I'd say here, uh, it's basically every day. And um, a day could be. Four hours a day could be 15 hours down here. Um, the row ceremonies here in paradise last just as long as the row Ooh. ceremonies on the bachelor or the bachelorette. So um, I hope I won't get in trouble by saying this, but uh, I wrapped one row ceremony down here at like 6 a.m., 630 a.m.
3: I don't think and you're hiding anything go- from anybody there. Like people <laughs> yeah, can watch good, like- this and see the sun coming up. Nobody's <laughs> shocked that those like last that it's long. It's like,
4: dude, it's like the cocktail party, like you are you're in the palapa and you're like kicking off the cocktail party at like like right as it gets dark at like nine thirty, nine forty-five. Then all of a sudden, you know, you look down and it's it's 5 AM yeah. and, and you know you're, you're, you're tink tinking and trying to get everybody <laughs> into the setup for the rose ceremony. So these are definitely very long days. They're, they're, they're just one after another, after another. Um, so I have, I have a tremendous respect, not just for the cast, but the crew yeah. and, and, the, and these cameramen and these ops and lighting and producers and everybody, That have the real hard jobs out in the sun in like 100 degree weather all day long days every day for a month i mean it is brutal and what they do the job they do the people the hundreds of people and you've seen this there are literally hundreds and hundreds of people that get on planes and fly places to make this show happen what they do to me is amazing and i think i have a a much i have much more of an appreciation for them after watching them do this show because this this is a unique beast in itself it really is
3: yeah i uh i remember jesse i think we were in the bahamas during my season and there's men and women behind the scenes that are working like you said tirelessly on making sure that the content is being filmed there was a moment yeah. it was really hot and two of their um it, i won't say their names but it was a man and a woman they're were, they're were kind of working together doing the uh camera and then the camera's assistant and it was so hot that they took off their shirts and they were wringing out the sweat oh I still God. just from dripping because you're carrying I don't know how heavy these cameras are 50 pounds 40 pounds on your shoulder for hours now they love doing it yeah. this is what they've wanted to do they you know but like and they do it with joy most of the time but it's a hard job
4: it's so true you know it's so funny you say that I was I was taking a golf cart this morning with one of our camera ops and she was telling me about filming. Uh, recently on one of the seasons. She's been on, she's been on working on the show for a couple of years now. Um, She loves doing it so much so that she was pregnant and still did it. Wow! She was carrying these cameras around and lugging all this equipment. She's like five, six months pregnant and she just loved, she just loved being out here doing it. And I mean, she just didn't want to be away from it. And obviously she was able, she told me later that she took some maternity leave and she was able to get away and sort of settle down and make sure everything was in order. But it's to their credit too, I, I think that's what makes this so much fun is that it really does feel like a family. I, I don't know how you felt about yeah. it when you did, but, but what I've sort of learned in these last couple of seasons is that it's the same, like I love seeing the same faces mm-hmm. behind the cameras and the same person setting up your mic. They're, they all are a big family. They travel the world and they work these insane schedules all throughout all throughout the year. They have to give up things and, and sacrifice things with their own families and being back home uh, to make this whole thing even possible. Yeah. And so it, it really, really is amazing.
3: It is. Uh, and we won't say any names, but they do share with me. It is a family. Uh, they give me hugs when I come back, which makes me feel very loved and accepted and special. But uh, I do know that filming Paradise is easier than filming a show that takes place on an island on a different network in the middle of the jungle with snakes and gators and everything else. We won't mention the names, but they do tell me (laughs) that this is a lot better uh, and a lot easier.
0: What keeps baby skin healthy? For Trusted Protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
3: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor?
0: I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben?
3: Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new Sensational Shower and Body Creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa.
0: You guys, I remember when my mom gave me, like, the first bottle of Nair teas on my upper lip, and I was like... try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hey guys,
2: this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire.
4: He was trying to brand us, so we were gonna become the McDonald's in treatment.
2: The worldwide association of specialty programs in schools.
4: They prey on you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way
2: at this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Jesse, I do want to walk into then this season of your life. You have now uh, you're not completely done with Paradise, but you you get a good grasp of what Paradise is. You've uh, done a bachelor season, uh, a bachelorette season that we're going to talk a lot about here coming up. Uh, And you are uh, familiar now with Paradise and how that works in films. Uh, is it more than you thought it would be? Is it less? Are you stressed? Are you having a good time with it? Just where are you at now that you kind of get an understanding of this whole bachelor universe again?
4: Yeah, I'm really having a good time with it. I think it sort of goes back again to just trying to itemize each thing and doing one thing at a time. It started with Clayton season and my focus was, was just on Matt. And that was a real big learning curve every single day, you know, hosting that show for the first time and sort of Reacclimating to the Bachelor verse and sort of being in it and, and kind of understanding that role and trying to feel comfortable doing it, trying to be authentic doing it, um, and then into Rachel and Gabby's season, there were there were a few subtle differences, and I you know that that you know I, that came about with that, and that was its own learning curve as well. And then obviously Paradise, Paradise to me feels like an entirely different show. Bachelor yeah. and Bachelorette, at least to me, sort of felt like. They sort of mirror each other. This one in particular, I think, is is kind of a different animal, um, which was which is good in a lot of ways. I think it feels fresh. It feels new. Uh, it, it sort of allows you to be a little bit more re-energized going into it. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's nice having little breaks of time in between each show, um, which has definitely helped. But I've really just tried to sort of be present in the moment uh, throughout each one, I, and for me at least, I really feel like that's helped me a lot um, mm-hmm. because. This whole year, this whole year of, of these seasons of shows has been uh, eye-opening, and, and it's been, uh, I've learned a lot. I've just tried to not talk a lot and just sort of watch mm-hmm. and, and try to learn and figure it out and ask a lot of questions, and I'm i am just having a blast. Like, I, I love it. Really? Again, like, to the point where I can't wait now for the next, like, Bachelor. Like, I can't wait for the next show, whatever it is, just because it's, like, I'm having so much fun doing it.
3: Well, that's great to hear, because it is a lot, and you could easily have walked into this uh, whole world. And then a year later been like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> this is, yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready what to back sign out. up for it. Yeah. I oh, no.
4: What am I doing? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, it, no, it's been, it's been good. It's been good. Like I, what's helped me too, is there are a lot of familiar faces here from when I was the bachelor, okay. like 15 years ago. And so I think that the family atmosphere here has really helped, helped me feel, And everybody's been so great. They've been so nice and welcoming and and helpful. So I'm sort of internally grateful um, for that. And just, you know, um, people's support at home and and online and Bachelor Nation, everything has really helped me along tremendously throughout all this.
3: Yeah, you know, it's, uh, and and we won't go into any detail, but it was just a, a, it was a big transition for a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a a legacy and then built and then a whole new thing. What are you doing to kind of add your own flavor uh to the show a show that is for years and if you talk to the executive producers like it has a bread and butter it knows what works it knows what doesn't uh, how oh, right. are you adding your own you know mix to the show
4: yeah people people ask me that sometimes and i don't know what it is specifically i'm doing like all i'm trying to do is just be authentic and real and me but you're absolutely right ben like there, this thing is formulaic like there is a formula and it's a set formula and it's sort of it works every year. And so it's, you're trying to sort of put yourself in that and fit into that formula and you know, the role you have, but you know, I, I, I just want to be me. And, and I don't really know what that is. Like I'm trying to be compassionate. I'm trying to show empathy. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to give advice when, when called upon and asked for it. The biggest thing I, I don't want to do is make it about me. That, that's yeah. one thing that's always in the back of my mind as I do this. This is not about me at all. And I don't, I never want to sound as if I'm trying to, to make it that. It's about Clayton and his cast. It's about Rachel and Gabby and their casts and their journeys to find love. And, and it's to use like an awful sports analogy, it's like being a quarterback or a point guard and you're just facilitating. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, 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 you take the ball, you tell them what's going on, you give them the ball back, and you get out of the way. That's really what I'm trying to do and fit in the formula as best I can. I guess that's it.
3: And I mean, I think that's important too, because if you tried to make it about you or control it, it would be found out very quickly, right? I mean, when the show brought on a new host, uh, it was important that somebody had, uh, I guess, the humbleness and the lack of ego to not say, no, this is my big moment. ABC's calling. This is my time to shine. Well, it brings me into then... uh, my final question, kind of my, my overall arcing questions, and we'll get into Gabby and Rachel's season here. Uh, you're the host of this show now. You have been for a year. Uh, you agreed to do it for multiple reasons, but do you believe in it? Like, Do you think this can work, or is it just a really cool time, do, or do you see this actually bringing about anything good to the world?
4: I believe in it, you know, and I believed in it when I did it 15 years ago. And in the time I've been watching since then, I still believe in it. I think there's a lot of examples of of couples and beautiful love stories and diverse love stories uh, that have come from this show. Um, does it work every single time? No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Um, and we, we obviously know that. But this show is about giving people an opportunity to find love in a very unconventional way. And I think um, what people are going to see, what, what they saw sort of on Clayton season, that was that was a love story that we had never seen before. It sort of went off the rails, um, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, Clayton and Susie, you know, they're they're together today and they're happy, and um, you know, and it's it's that's really to me what what it's it's about. And I think they're going to see that on Gabby and Rachel season as well. They're going to see these beautiful love stories sort of develop with all different types of people from different backgrounds, um, and and so I do, and and that's that's part of why I think as a host, you keep coming back to do it or hopefully you keep coming back to do it is because you want to see it happen again and you're hopeful and you believe that it can happen again. And, um, and I do believe in it. I really do at the end of the day.
3: Wow. We have so much to talk about with Jesse. We have to get into this season of The Bachelorette. So stay tuned for part two of this episode. Again, it's going to be a part of our party leading up to this season of The Bachelorette. Jesse is going to join us again in part two, but until then, I've been Ben.
4: Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I
0: mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this?
3: On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts... Rachel Cruz and George Camel talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with nineties, nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in. Of course.
0: Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this to check it out. You can search smart money, happy hour and listen, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Listen to Season 2 of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards